Welcome to Multifamily AP 360, the show where we discuss 360-degree views on mindset, passive, and active multifamily investment. If you're looking for tips and strategies, or just want to learn from the experiences of others, both good and bad, then listen on. This is Multifamily AP 360 with your host, Ramakrishna Chunchu. Today's our guest is Jalman Jahavi from Ernestly. Welcome, Jalman. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, share me a little bit about yourself, Jalman. Sure. Well, I'm the founder and CEO of Ernestly. Uh, what Ernestly does is we fund the earnest money deposits, the escrow deposits for real estate investors. And how I got into that, how I got into my business, uh, you know, was I started as in the real estate realm as a real estate agent and then graduated working for small to mid-sized firms, doing acquisitions for them. And these small to mid-sized firms that were investing in properties, you know, between five to 30 million, 10 to, you know, $30 million, they experienced this hiccup in their process of needing to, you know, be liquid all the time to be able to secure contracts if they're looking either to uh, go forward with the acquisition or flip the contract because at the at, at the market segment of ten to thirty million, there's tons of volume that 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 goes on, you know, depending you know on market conditions. But there's a lot of volume that happens in that stage, and constantly having the liquidity to be able to transact is kind of like a chicken and egg problem for those type of firms, meaning they have the experience, they have the wherewithal, it's just the on-hand liquidity to be able to secure contracts and, and cycle through their acquisitions. So uh, I started seeing this problem with those small to mid-sized firms, and I started thinking, okay, what could be a better way to solve that? And that's kind of what gave birth to Earnestly. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself. So very out of and what kind of asset classes you're focusing? So... Earnestly is actually asset agnostic and geographically agnostic. So we're not, uh, we love to deal with multifamily. Um, it's an asset class that we're very familiar with and is the largest asset class in, in, in real estate, I believe. Um, however, we're not uh, hung up on any particular asset. We are funding earnest money deposits. And the way that we fund those deposits is uh, through a unique model that's called uh, the earnest money option. So it's not like a typical debt. It's not debt at all, actually. It's structured as an option. So that's the unique aspect of, you know, how earnestly operates. And I'm sure, you know, later on in the in the call, we could get into the mechanisms of, of, of how earnestly and how our earnest money option works. Got it. So you already touched a little bit about that. So so share me like story behind starting, you know, uh, earnestly. Yeah, I think I might have touched upon that in the initial question or response was that, you know, when working for these firms as the acquisition analyst, I, I saw this issue in the, mar in the market, particularly for small to mid-sized firms that were doing uh, real estate their, their, where their activity was within the market segment of five to 30 million. So I'd say lower middle market to, uh, I would say, lower middle market firms that uh, lower middle markets and middle market uh, real estate acquisition firms that were looking to acquire real estate in, you know, between the 10 to 50, 10 to $30 million range that uh, had a lot of activity, a lot of volume. And um, I thought that particularly as well within the realm of the real estate syndicator, uh, syndicators that 
are like to be able to get a slice of the deal and be able to flip deals, get them under contract. And a huge obstacle, I believe, for a lot of these syndicators, especially sophisticated syndicators that are on the, I would say, the threshold between being a syndicator and actually becoming a principal and running a firm and opening up their own firm and taking that leap into into the real estate uh, ocean, I would say one of their uh, obstacles, at least from what I've seen and myself as wanting to grow into and being a real estate investor myself and um, understanding that there is that disconnect between being a syndicator and then jumping into the principal role and saying, hey, I'm going to start running and being the quarterback in these deals. And instead of being a syndicator and getting a small slice like a broker, I'm going to start really you know, upping my game. And the graduation of that really is what is the access to liquidity that these types of investors, these type of real estate professionals have access to? Are they going to start taking out lines of credit and collateralizing their home and taking out home equity lines of credit? I mean, that's just like a lot of high risk for them to run their business, right? So what Earnestly does is is it mitigates that risk for these type of syndicators and for these types of real estate uh, professionals that are looking to graduate themselves uh, and change their title from syndicator to principal and start really um, activating their accessibility to securing contracts and securing high quality transactions and deals and, and, and being able to uh, expose those deals to their network and, and and start, you know, being the quarterback of the transactions that they bring to the table. Got it. Got it. Thank you. So who, who are your ideal clients? Uh, what stage we clients need to engage your company? Yeah. So earnestly actually could apply to investors across the spectrum, right? So as I mentioned, it, it's very useful for emerging sponsors, syndicators, and small to mid-sized firms that are investing in real estate between the five to 30, even up to $50 million that are looking to, and then instead of you know locking up escrow of $500,000, half a million dollars for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, which doesn't do anything for the buyer, they could leverage other people's money, which is the whole name of the game, right? Be able to leverage uh, external capital to be able to secure that deposit for that period. And instead of needing to rely on a co-GP to be able to come in and put the money in and then take a portion of the promotes, this grants the capable uh, real estate syndicator and investor in principle to be able to have a liquidity runway. It's granting them a bridge of uh period for them to be able to gather the necessary capital to get liquid having whatever means necessary that they need to get liquid in and then um you know replace earnestly's principal deposit amount with their money so granting them that period so yeah so the uh typical client profile would be um like i mentioned the syndicators the small to mid-sized real estate firms but as well even larger deals larger transactions that are you know, $80 million deals, the $100 million that require, you know, you know, a million dollars, you know, escrow deposit, $2.5 million escrow deposits, like those type of escrow deposits. And depending on also the region of the United States, those type of deposit amounts change. So, yeah. So, you know, earnestly could be a tool uh, for investors really across the spectrum that are looking to leverage their liquidity throughout their acquisition cycle. Yeah, got it. So how do you find the, how do you find your clients and what's your selection criteria? So how we find our clients are uh, both a 
both a, I mean, I would say a function of outbound and inbound. So we have a sales team that uh, goes out and contacts, you know, potential clients that could be a good fit for Earnestly. And we have inbound people come to our website, getearnestly.com, and they, you know, uh, put in their information. We have a calculator over there that they could be able to calculate the costs of of, of the Earnestly program. And that's kind of how how we have our, our work set up. Got it. Got it. So what are your typical fee structure? Our, our structure is um, we have a three-tiered structure um, based on, upon the duration of the due diligence period, you know, 30, 60, and 90-day period. And our cost for our capital, overall cost for our capital is around 8%. So we have two specified fees. We have a uh, disbursement fee, which is fee that is paid upfront in order for earnestly to disperse monies into escrow, and an exercise fee on the back end. And how it works to be able to understand the fee structure, you kind of need to understand the mechanism of the overall earnest money option program or product, where where earnestly uh, creates a single purpose entity, puts it onto the contract, and essentially uh, sells an option to the investor to be able to assume that entity within the due diligence period before the deposit goes hard. So the disbursement fee is that front fee that they pay, which uh, based on the on, on the on the due diligence period, on the period on the option period, maybe between thirty, sixty, and ninety days. Um, that increases incrementally as uh, the upfront fee and the back end fee, which is the exercise fee, is the balance of the eight percent. So for thirty days, it would be three percent, sixty three and a half, and ninety would be four and a half, and then the balance, which is the exercise fee, which the investors only pay once they're ready to go forward with the transaction. That's when they would pay that when they assume the entity and take earnestly out of the deal. Got it. So how do you source your funds for these uh, deposits? So the our funds are sourced by a single family office. We have a uh, a network of high net worth individuals that uh, are very interested in working together with us, and we're always open to have more conversations with more people that are looking to, um, you know, le- either leverage you know the, a liquid escrow account and simply issue escrow letters and retain a liquid escrow account, and and all these investors, you know, depending on where escrow is held could simply issue escrow letters and make money off of their money that's sitting in escrow, right? Depending on where 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 the buyer and seller negotiate where escrow is being held. And essentially for investors, what they're looking at here is a is funding refundable deposits. So there's nominal risk here for investors that are interested in investing together with industry and funding these type of deposits in that we are funding for all intents and purposes, refundable deposits. So they're sitting in escrow, and it's a very, um, I would say, low-profile risk structure for these type of investors that are interested in funding these deposits. Got it. So, as a fund provider, so what kind of risks you 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 guys face so far? So, I mean, there's always a risk of you know escrow disputes. There's a risk of uh, there's a risk of you know potentially you know, a deadline risk. There's, you know, there's many different variables. As a, I mean, I'm sure you're aware of done a couple of deals yourself. There's a lot that goes into the, that whole period of going from soft escrow to hard escrow to, you know, releasing funds to escrow. So there's a lot that goes on there that you really need to remain on your toes. Got to it. Make sure you lose your, you know, to make sure you don't lose your pants, right? You got to make sure that you're, that you're really in tune, that you have a, that you really, you're really on the button. 
how do you how do you protect any kind of you know challenging or risk related stuff so we mitigate our risks through um you know our contractual documents so we have a number of documents that we have in place um that uh really protects earnestly's interests it protects the investors interests and protects our investors interests got it so would you share any you know complex or you know uh, best scenario and also challenging scenario also based on your experience a recent challenging scenario um i would say was a um a particular transaction required a portion to go hard and a portion um and a portion soft and the the, uh, the escrow was sitting in a third party escrow account and um so we had to ensure that number one the escrow agent knew who's the one who controls escrow and ensure that ensure that you know the portion of escrow that's going hard is not going to be our money but it would be um the it would be the money that the sponsor would be putting up so that was a challenging deal that we had to find a solution for it that enabled the sponsor to both secure the 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 opportunity and for earnestly to be able to uh facilitate uh you know their securing of the contract and and facilitating essentially the the transaction got it got it any any best scenario best case scenario so best case scenario would be an easy to work with seller that we could be able to hold escrow by our account and simply issue an escrow letter um with a soft escrow period of 30 days very clear upfront and that that would be uh our ideal scenario of earnestly being able to leverage and hold the escrow uh which is what we prefer but granted every transaction is different than is an animal in of itself so uh, earnestly really prides itself in being able to be flexible in that regard and work with each sponsor on a deal by deal basis so what's a typical timeline engaging in and engaging out so our typical timeline really is based upon the contract negotiations right so We're looking each contract negotiation could is 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 independent in of itself so some some negotiations are faster some 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 not but earnestly really likes to get into the process of 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 engaging with a client at the LOI stage we like to begin at the earliest stage together with the sponsor understand what the terms are of of the deal and be able to uh you know see what the overall environment what what the overall um ambiance is around the transaction itself you know what's the vibe what's the what's the practicality of the transaction and 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 see you know has the sponsor done underwriting is the sponsor a responsible responsible and capable sponsor are they able to follow through with the transaction and um and ensure a number of things on our end uh, as it relates to the due diligence that we do on the sponsors and uh essentially once they we get to the final throes of the negotiation of the contract could take you know any you know anyway anywhere in between 1 to 3 days for us to finalize the contract itself and and then we could issue funds you know immediately upon between what dictates in the contract between 3 to 5 days escrow needs to be dispersed um so that's kind of the typical timeline um we don't see our involvement in the transaction at all hindering the process uh it's a very streamlined process that really kind of um is a seamless integration uh with the, with the sponsor themselves okay got it uh, what kind of due diligence you guys would perform on the sponsor so the due diligence that we require from the sponsor would be number one a sponsor biography we want to know who it is that we're working with right um 
Number two, we want to see that they've actually done work in underwriting the deal and underwriting and their underwriting makes sense. And then we're not just handing out deposits to anybody who asks. Um, and thirdly, we'd like to see, you know, what their business plan is. What's their plan for the project? What's their plan for success? And um, we'd like to see that, you know, they've put together an LOI and they're actually serious and executed the LOI. And there's an actual transaction here to, you know, start discussing. I think I, we, the, the, our, our process really, we like to work hand in hand with our sponsors. So as we walk, as we walk through, you know, each transaction, each deal, we, we make sure that, you know, they are very well aware of our process, and 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 there's you know no surprises throughout the process, and that and that uh, and that we really look forward to the success of our sponsors because we we ourselves know you know what it's like to work yourself the way up through the real estate ranks from you know flipping homes to you know duplex triplex and then jumping up into the world of multifamily. And we will, we really want to democratize accessibility for investors to, or, the, you know, individuals who have money that would like to start investing in real estate, or even sponsors that are, you know, well-established and are looking to leverage the liquidity. We're really looking to um, grant that accessibility to securing contracts uh, for those types of investors. Got it. So... How current market situation is impacting your your side of stuff? So actually, I believe the current market is really, I would say, um, softening to extent where sellers are not requiring hard and deposits hard day one. Where um, I think you know, it's it's a it's a more practical real estate market. Prices will will begin you know simmering down, but uh, I believe sellers still need a little bit of market education and understanding that you know it's not twenty twenty one anymore. Uh, it's not 2020, early 22 anymore. Um, so, you know, it's time to get real with uh, with with valuations. And um, I, I, overall, I see a very positive 2023 going forward and, and uh, a lot of deal flow that's going to be start ramping up, I believe, in second quarter, second, third, fourth quarter. Got it. Got it. Thank you. So what do you guys are planning for next 12 months or 18 months? We're looking to... For the next, uh, the next, we're looking to fund at least thirty to fifty deals in our first year. We've already began our first deal, and we've been in operation so far for you know um, around six months. So, earnestly is a is a new venture, but we've gotten a lot of positive feedback from the uh, sponsors that we spoke to, and they've mentioned to us that wow, this is a problem that's not currently being addressed in the market, and I'm glad that we're here to fill that gap. Awesome. Awesome. Got it. And uh, anything else you want to share? Well, I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to uh, talk with, you know, additional sponsors and get feedback from, from, uh, from, you know, those in the, those that are your audience. I'd love to hear their feedback and what their thoughts are on the earnestly model. And I'm looking forward to a really great 2023 and I'm ready to kill it. Got it. How can like listeners or clients can reach out to you? Well, they could reach me uh, via our website, getearnestly.com. And um, contact information is over there. And we have an explainer video on our website that they can watch. It really kind of breaks down the whole process. Um, and if there's any inquiries, you can reach out to the contact information that's on the website over there and I'd be glad to help. Awesome. And thank you very much, uh, uh, Jalman. And thank you for sharing a little bit about, you know, why you started, you know, earnestly and what is the process, how you work with, you know, clients and also sharing some experiences with the clients. 
Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You got it. Thank you. That's the end of this episode of Multifamily AP 360, but we'd love to continue to help you on your journey. Head to ushacapital.com slash podcast to join our email list for more tips and strategies. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. This is Multifamily AP 360 with Ramakrishna Chuntu. We'll see you next time.